So welcome everybody to our third Cineworld staff podcast. Uh, thanks for coming back and listening to us. We do really appreciate it. Tristan and I have very much enjoyed trying to keep you updated and entertained for the past couple of weeks. Uh, Tris, how are you? How's your last week been? Okay. Uh, I am good, mate. Uh, yeah, nice week. Obviously, uh, going into week six now of lockdown and uh, keeping myself busy. I've uh, been doing lots of reading, been watching lots of stuff, did a bit of gardening as well. So, uh, yeah, it's been uh, it's been a decent little week. How about it's... yourself? You've been keeping busy? Yeah, I mean, it, like you say, it's kind of crazy to think that it's been six weeks now. Um, and yeah, it just, I don't know. I, I think it's gone quicker than I feel it has, to be honest. It's just been one of those things that you get into a routine daily and, you know, it just becomes the, the new normal, I guess. But mm. uh, yeah, just yeah, good. Like trying to, you know, keep in touch with friends and family and, and bits and bobs, obviously watching films, keeping up to date with TV shows. Um but in general, yeah, it's it's been pretty much the same week as the week before. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, standard. So what, what have you been watching this past week? T- tell us what you've been watching. OK, well, now that it's May, I decided that May was going to be uh, mad, mighty Marvel movie month. Uh, so I started my MCU run back on uh, Friday. Uh, watched only four so far. The first two Iron Man films, uh, Incredible Hulk and Thor. So I've got Captain America, uh, the first Avenger to watch tonight. Um, nice. I know... I know that last week, um, one of the films, we were talking about foreign films for you to try and have a little gander at. And yeah. One of them that I recommended to you was Ip Man. Well, I was so inspired myself, I thought, I've got to watch those films again, so I've not seen them for a while. So uh, Ip Man... Wasn't, one... wasn't, wasn't the idea for me to watch them? Yes, it was. I mean, you can watch them too. Um, be interesting to see if you have watched the first Ip Man or not. But I watched the three of them. The fourth one, which came out in December last year, I actually didn't get a chance to see. So I've got that to watch tonight as well. So I'm actually looking forward to that nice little double bill um but it's not just all fun and frivolity there's a couple of really absolute quality films that i saw this week that were quite powerful and emotional um pain and glory is the film that antonio banderas was getting a lot of kudos for last year mm. uh, pedro almodovar's uh, almost self autobiographical film about a film director and uh, looking back on his life and these regrets and past recriminations absolutely brilliant film and good, uh, good name good name pronunciation as well you oh could, you know you i don't know if i got that right or not so, nailed it absolutely nailed it i feel you're mocking me if i got um, that completely wrong please email us and and just point and laugh if you're able to do that in an email um the other film was a british film by ken loach who uh, just does northern bleakness so well and that's sorry we missed you um story of a uh, white van driver uh, trying to make ends meet and trying to take care of his family not exactly a laugh a minute but uh very good film very very well made film and, and with Ken Loach you kind of know what you're going to get uh, also watch Judy again the Rene Zellweger film uh, the story of Judy Garland and uh, the film that I was challenged with last week to watch uh, thanks to Paul Johnson Naylor for uh, suggesting it was the 1989 forgotten classic was the words that he used I mm. maybe used the word forgotten don't know about the word classic but it was The Wizard uh, which uh, starred Fred Savage Christian Slater and Bo Bu, however you say Bridges um, and uh, it was okay um, as as we were discussing last week when you watched Goldfinger it, you found it quite difficult to sort of think well back in the 60s this must have been great but watching it now it's a bit difficult although yeah. I'm a child of the 80s and 80s movies I found the same thing with The Wizard as I was watching it, it was so 80s so painfully 80s the music and the acting style and certain lines that wouldn't be made today that film wouldn't be made today there's basically a bounty hunter who goes around just 
going up to people saying, I'm looking for a couple of kids. That's his line. And we're meant to laugh at that. 89 was a very different time period. You wouldn't be able I mean, to get... I, I, I wouldn't put anything past Hollywood. Just <laughs> so, uh, you know, if that film in, in the coming weeks is announced as a remake, then uh, who knows? Well, they, remake, they do remake everything. But thank you to Paul for that suggestion. It, it was good to see it, especially with a uh, very young Christian Slater. And I need to apologise to him as well. I said last week that he uh, was from Aldershot. That's not actually true. He's switched sites now and he is a GM over at Bracknell, my favourite cinema. cinema. So um, apologies for that, Paul. And a big hi to everyone at Bracknell. Hope you're all doing well. Uh, so, yeah, that's a snapshot of what I've been looking at, Stu, and what I've been watching. How about yourself? Um, well, I feel like you put me to shame a little bit, to be totally honest, because uh, to just quickly confirm, you watched all those films in the past seven days, right? Yeah, yeah. Right, okay. <laughs> right, so I've watched one film in the past seven days. Excellent, that's uh, good. I, I don't know if that reflects badly on me or on you. I mean, I'm, I'm just impressed with you, to be honest. I mean, that is... I feel like I'm put to shame. Like, so just in terms of numbers, have you watched what, like 10 films in the past week? Uh, yeah, because I've been watching other stuff again, which I don't feel a bad. Apart from Judy, I don't think it's worth mentioning that I've watched other stuff. So <laughs> the whole point of this is to kind of inspire people to watch films and you've watched one. I, I think you've kind of let the side down this week. I'm pretty confident that there's only one of us that's inspiring people to watch different films. And I don't think it's me, if I'm honest with you. So what I will say is that you did inspire me to watch to rewatch a film last week, and that was the film I did watch, which was Galaxy Quest. Oh, um, okay. Sat down and watched that, and it's perfectly acceptable as a film. It's enjoyable. Uh, it's funny. Uh, look, it's not going to win any awards, and it's not going to be top of anyone's list, but it's still very enjoyable and some some good performances from the people that are in it. So, yeah, I really enjoyed rewatching it actually, but. Uh, that was that was the only film I've watched this week. I've watched a couple of bits and bobs on TV, um, catching up on things. Um, but I also hosted I hosted a Premier League quiz on Monday night um, for for my friends uh, back in Weymouth, and uh, we really enjoyed that. Like I know that every week um, I'm hosting a quiz for the uh, for the Cineworld film team, uh, and obviously you know you've been taking part in that. Mm -hmm. and, uh, it's it's actually quite fun, and I think that. Um, in this day and age, I think lots of that is happening. And, and uh, the challenge that I'm going to put out this week to, to our Cine family is that if you would like Tristan and I to host a quiz for you all, uh, we will happily do that over Zoom. Uh, we'll do it towards the end of May. Um, but what I will say is that we, we want at least 20 people to email us this week and say they would like Tristan and I to host a film quiz. And if, if we get 20 emails by next week's episode, then I will set a date in motion and you and I can host a film quiz uh, to everyone that wants to join in. Uh, a Cineworld, it won't be a Cineworld film quiz, but it will be about all different types of films, but just solely for the Cineworld uh, family of course and uh, we'll do that and uh, we'll see how many people we get and that are interested uh, otherwise we're just going to get one email from Mo Williams asking if he can do it and then in that case Tris we could probably just do like a FaceTime call me you and, and Mo and uh, maybe just do a quiz between ourselves and otherwise hopefully we will get uh, a lot of people come back to us and, and we can host a quiz for you and we'll go from there. All right consider me in. Well, if you are interested, please do drop us an email at stuart.crane at cineworld.co.uk 
uh, or email Tristian at tristian.cooper at cineworld.co.uk. Thank you very, very much to everyone that has emailed us over the past week. Uh, we really appreciate it. And reading some of your stories are fantastic. We're not able to read all of them out, but we have picked the selection now and uh, we're going to run through them. So the first one that I'm going to talk about is from Keith James. Now, Keith emailed last week. Uh, and if you remember, I thought that he had a daughter called uh, Leia and a son called Luke uh, as part of the Star Wars universe because he's such a big fan. Now, Keith came back to us uh, just to let me know that he doesn't have a son. Uh, he has two daughters, uh, but his youngest daughter is called Leia. So it got it made my brain kind of go into overdrive and think there definitely is a GM that I have spoken to in our company that has a son called Luke and a daughter called Leia. So my next guess is on to Phil Pierce from Basildon. Now, if anyone from Basildon can get in contact with us uh, and confirm whether this is true, whether Phil does indeed have a, a daughter called Leia and a son called Luke, uh, it would help me sleep at night. So please do get into contact and let us know. Because if you don't, then I'm going to have to contact and basically accuse every other general manager in the, the entire company uh, until we get to the right one. So hopefully someone can clarify that, in fact, Phil Pierce is who I was thinking of about it so but thank you so much for clarifying that keith we do really appreciate it yeah and of course if anyone out there has got a son by the name of ben and a daughter by the name of ray then also please let us know that it might be a bit too early for that those yeah names, potentially but, but you never know there could be maybe some newborns out there sure. okay so uh last week obviously we set a, a bit of a, a a task a challenge to ask you for uh your stories of when actors directors famous celebrity people have descended upon your cinema and any interesting anecdotes funny stories or first meetings that kind of thing uh, we've got a couple of copies of the blu-ray of uh, the gentleman to give to the stories that we felt were either the funniest or the best or uh, just the ones that made us kind of titter so i've picked two and um the first one is uh, from mr matt bayless from rugby uh, so big hi to matt gm over there at rugby my favorite cinema cinema and uh he's uh, got a great little story for any horror fans out there uh, a gentleman by the name of tony todd who is a big name in horror he played the title role of Candyman, of course and he's been in mul multiple tv and uh, films over the years uh, star trek next generation being one of the highlights of his career and he was uh, yeah can I just clarify that at the moment I'm just nodding along with you, but I have no idea who this man is. Just you're, to clarify. You're joking. I mean, I no, know no, horror is no. not exactly your genre, but you've Carry never on. heard of Tony Todd. Listen, carry on with the story. I'm really enjoying it. I have no idea who he is, but I'm sure it's going to be good. Okay, so this, this mystery man that Stu has never heard of before was going for a signing appearance. I mean, he's that popular, he at least signs stuff. Uh, this was uh, at a uh, MCM, let me just see, yeah, MCM uh, Comic Con. And um, <laughs> Matt kind of had a shock reaction to it. And it was one of those things where he thought he said something in his head, but the words came out of his mouth. I'm going to have to change one of the words here because we are a uh, PG-13 rated uh, we, show. We've, Tris, Tris, we've all been there. Um, We've all been there. Yeah, remember, been... Co remember conference a few years back? No, remind <laughs> me, or maybe not remind me. So no, this is a PG show. This is a PG show. Carry on with your story. I love that jacket. So uh, his uh, first words out of Matt's mouth was, "Fudge me, you're massive." 
Now, he definitely <laughs> meant to say that in his head, but it just came out. It just, the words just spilled out of his lips. Now, Tony Todd, for, to his credit, uh, just smiled, laughed it off, went into his signing. But Matt, bless him, was very red-faced. I think Tony could see the embarrassment in his face, and that's probably... He's, he's met hundreds and thousands of fans before, and I'm sure he, he's had, had these moments. But I can imagine poor Matt just thinking, oh, ground swallow me up now. Uh, so, great little story. And uh, because of that, you are the first one who's going to be receiving a, a Blu-ray. So, uh, congratulations, Matt. Great little story. Thank you so much. Um, the other one that um, I just thought was absolutely great is from our good mate, Peter Dale, up there at Cineworld Bolden, my favourite Cineworld cinema. Uh, he's got this great story from 2008 when he went to see the film, the premiere of The Edge of Love. Uh, it was sh uh, showing during the Edinburgh Film Festival. And at the time, he went along with a couple of the projectionists who were there, uh, Mark and Chris. And although... Um, Peter was dressed accordingly in a suit and tie and what have you. The two lads were just in Hawaiian shirts because they thought it was pretty informal. They ran the film and then they were invited to go and have drinks in a premier bar where the likes of Kira Knightley, Sienna Miller and Sean Connery were having drinks afterwards. Oh. Your that pesky yeah. Connery. Your mate, Sean Connery, the man who you want to have a fight with. Well, the 1964 version. I mean, it, now it would be very unfair. Listen, but Listen, I want to clarify this. A lot of people have been talking about this. I don't want to fight Sean Connery. All I'm saying is that this morning I cycled 20 kilometers and I'm pretty confident that I could take him if I needed to. Like, if, if that was what it was, I, I could take him out. But I'm not going to because that would be inappropriate. So I'm just saying if it came down to it, yeah. Well, you might want to fight Sean Connery, but Peter went one better because at the uh, end of the evening, well, not sorry, not the end of the evening, but there was an after uh, show party and it was in a different location. So cars were ordered. It was raining because, well, it's always raining in the north, but it was raining really heavily. And That's Sean fair. Connery and his wife didn't want to make the journey through the puddles to get into the car. So the driver looks at Peter and the two lads from projection and says, uh, guys, do you want to jump in? And they were like, oh, heck yeah. Yeah. So they jumped in. And basically, they stole Sean Connery's car. They stole Bond's car. They're thieves. They just that you want to fight him. They are nicking stuff from him. I've 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 heard that about Peter. Don't Dale, trust the man. He's a lovely bloke, but don't <laughs> trust him. Anyway, and and to cap the story off was that when they got to their location, uh, the paparazzi were waiting for all the uh, celebs and dignitaries to turn up, and they expected it to be Sean Connery because uh, they they knew that this car was on its way. But of course, because Sean hadn't got in, they were just so confused and disappointed when Peter steps out and these two Hawaiian sidekicks, uh, they had no idea who they were. So fantastic story. Uh, of course, the Edinburgh Film Festival is something very close to our hearts at Cineworld because uh, we host it on a yearly basis. And I just love that story. So well done, Peter. Um, we are going to be sending those blueies out to you. So to uh, Matt and to Pete, if you can email your uh, home addresses or address where you'd like the Blu-rays to go to and as soon as we're able to uh, we will get those in the post here and get them sent off so uh, congratulations to you both now I say the first two because actually uh, those lovely people at Entertainment Films were good enough to give you an extra copy I believe Stu and you've chosen a third story I have this is this is my favorite email of the week um, and I will explain why so this was sent to me uh, by a team member uh, in Eastbourne uh, by the name of Sean Holliburn. Now, what I will say is that the first, the first reason why this is my favourite email is because the first thing he put in his email was, hello, Stuart and Tristian, 
Great podcasting from you two. I caught up with the first two episodes on Spotify today and was inspired to send an email. And I thought, that was a very nice email. And he even spelt your name wrong. So that was, that's all. He spelt it wrong. Oh, what a shock. Somebody spelt my name wrong. <laughs> uh, so Sean basically talks about what he's been up to so far, what he's been doing on lockdown, what his favorite films were in 2020. Uh, his favorite film as well was Parasite, by the way. Uh, he was talking about um, the quizzes um, and that he's got seven out of ten on both the quizzes so far. So good luck today on the quiz as well. Um, you know, there's every chance you could get more than that today. We'll see. So he sends a story. He was invited to go and help at a horror uh, film festival um, at our lovely cinema in Leicester Square uh, last summer. There was a film playing called Crawl. Some of you may have watched it. It was about an alligator um, um, and a woman being trapped in under a house and her dad and she had to save him. And, you know, it was all good fun. And, uh, you know, the crocodile dies. Spoilers. At the end, so, you know, actually, I don't, I don't know if that's true. I don't know if I've just Spoilers. made that up. So, um, no, you don't have to say spoiler anymore. It all gets ruined on the Internet anyway, so it's fine. Uh, so anyway. Sean was downstairs uh, by the 4DX screen and he was effectively letting people into the green room uh, that had obviously their, you know, access all area badges. And he was directing the other people into the screen. Now, Alice Lowe, who's in the film, walked down the stairs with her assistant and walked over to Sean. And Sean said, oh, are you going to watch the film? And she said, oh, no, no, I'm, I'm not. Um, and he said, oh, OK, uh, well, uh, he got a bit flustered and he turned around to her and he said, ah, oh, well, well, not to worry. You, you can just crawl into here. <laughs> now, I'd imagine that in his head, it sounded a lot better than the uh-huh. way it came out. Um, but what I would say is that, you know, we all say things that we don't mean, Sean. And I'm sure that she thought you were lovely. And I'm sure later on that night. She was telling all her friends about the funny joke that you had told her. Um, but um, thanks to that story, you are also going to get a copy of The Gentleman on Blu-ray. Uh, and again, if you would like to send through an email, uh, sorry, an address that uh, we can send the copy on to you, then please do. And, and we'll get that off to you as soon as safely possible. Uh, Sean also ended his email um, saying, who's going to watch the more films out of YouTube by the end of lockdown? And I, I don't know, Tris. I think it might be quite mm-hmm. a close one. Um, so we'll just have to add them up. I mean, in the last week, I watched one and you watched 71. So it's quite close at the moment. And we'll, we'll just okay. see. What I think if you so, up your quote, yeah. I mean, if you if you double it, that's a start, you know. Mm. We're, okay. we're going to see how it goes. We're going to okay. see how it goes. But thank you for getting into contact with us, Sean. We do really appreciate it. And please do stay safe. Uh, right. One final one from me, which uh, I just uh, I just want to say a big hi to uh, David, who's a team leader from Middlesbrough. And uh, he sent an email saying, loving the podcast, keep it up. It's brilliant. Thank you. Uh, Great to put a personality to the guys when uh, we email and we're doing playlists and stuff. So, uh, yes. Oh, Tris, Tris, can I just also point out that David spelt your name? Yeah, I kind of skirted over that. But (laughs) yes, Tristan. Actually, can I just say to anyone in the future who emails me, but there is an extra I in my name. It's not me misspelling my name wrong. I don't think anyone would ever do that. It's so... So remember, anyone that emails Tristan in future, as many eyes as oh, possible now in his name. Don't please. say that because they're going to do that. It's going to be Tristan. Okay, I'll wait for those emails. But yes, um, it, it's Tristan with a, with an eye. God, I hate my name. Anyway, 
Um, TikTok. Uh, goes on to say that the, the family have been watching all kinds of stuff like that. Harry Potter's, uh, his youngest Noah uh, had a few scary moments, but really enjoying it. And uh, David, with with words of wisdom, said all the best kill kid. Sorry, all the best kid films are a little bit scary, and he's not wrong. So uh, kids love to be scared. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, they've been having a great time. But uh, he did point out something, which uh, and this um, this wasn't a celebrity meeting per se, but I guess this is kind of uh, well a bragging point for David. Um, back in oh, was it 2006 or 2007, whenever they're shooting it, he was an extra in the film Atonement uh, during the Dunkirk scenes that were all those sequences were shot in red car, which is uh, I, yeah, where David lives. Um, and he constantly tells his kids every time that they watch a film with James McAvoy in it, I've acted in a film with him. And he kind of shows off that, you know, he was uh, rubbing shoulders with the big boys now, um, which I think is fantastic. So uh, I don't know if uh, David actually got a chance to talk to James or to, to hug him in an awkward kind of way. But I just think... Which is yeah, what all yeah, the and me also, uh, and I just I, I I think it's fantastic that you know he's been a, he's been on a set he's uh, he's been an extra in a, a really cracking film and he's got that story to always tell. So uh, uh, well done to you, David. Thanks again for your email. And if there are any more stories like that, where maybe if anyone else has been a, a film extra, let us know. Drop us a line. Call me Tristan, Tristan, whatever you want to put on the email because I figure I'm just going to get a lot of purposely misspelt names now. Thank you for that, Stuart. Love the jacket. My pleasure, mate. I will point out to everyone as well that David is fantastic in atonement. Uh, you know, what he does in it. Great work. And I'm very surprised that he hasn't had any work I was, uh, in future films. I was films so emotional watching his <laughs> Disappointed, I tell you. So thank you so much to everyone uh, for getting uh, in contact with us. We do really appreciate it. A couple of honourable mentions. Thank you to Simon from Dalton Park, Omar from Wembley and Mo from Newport Spitty as well. Uh, We can't read them all out, but like I said, we will try and read out the best ones each week. So for next week, uh, we have two copies of 1917 on Blu-ray available. uh, Thanks to uh, our colleagues at Entertainment One. Uh, And they will be for the two best stories that Tris and I get. Uh, So please do email us uh, with funny stories. Now, this can be about anyone that comes into the cinema. It can be if you've met any footballers uh, with some funny stories or anything that you have that involves stories from the cinema. Please do drop us an email, stuart.crane at cineworld.co.uk and tristian.cooper at cineworld.co.uk. Please do get in touch and we will read out the best ones next week. Now, in a minute, I am going to show you a or let you listen to a recording that Sean Jones kindly joined me earlier in the week and gave some feedback on certain things. We talk about a couple of movies and what it's like to turn 50 years of age. Um, And we will play that. But first, what I'm going to do is I'm going to read you the quiz questions for this week so that you can have a think about them whilst I am having the conversation with Sean. So this week we've gone with a a different thing again. Um, What I will do is I will read out uh, two actors um, and I will give you the year of the film and you have to tell me what the film name is. Okay. now I've already done the quiz with Tristan and we will go through the answers later. He'll let you know how much he gets later on. Um, But I'll read them out for you now. Feel free to write them down uh, again as per usual. Um, And then we'll do the answers after I speak with Sean. So question number one, we have Freddie Prinze Jr. and Rachel Lee Cook in a film from 1999. 
That's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Rachel Lee Cook from 1999. Number two, we have a film from Natalie Portman and Mila Kunis from 2011. That's Natalie Portman and Mila Kunis from 2011. Number three is Paul Newman and Tom Cruise from 1987. That's Paul Newman and Tom Cruise from 1987. Number four is Robert Downey Jr. and Anton Yelchin from 2008. That's Robert Downey Jr. and Anton Yelchin from 2008. Number five is Brad Pitt and Julia Roberts from 2001. That's Brad Pitt and Julia Roberts from 2001. Next is Cameron Diaz and Ashton Kutcher from 2008. That's Cameron Diaz and Ashton Kutcher from 2008. Number seven is Dwayne Johnson and Alexandra Daddario from 2017. That's Dwayne Johnson and Alexandra Daddario from 2017. Number eight is Al Pacino and Johnny Depp from 1997. That's Al Pacino and Johnny Depp from 1997. Number nine is Reese Witherspoon and Mark Ruffalo from 2005. That's Reese Witherspoon and Mark Ruffalo from 2005. And then finally, number 10 is Ty Sheridan and Olivia Cook from 2018. That's Ty Sheridan and Olivia Cook from 2018. Good luck. Get yourself sinking. And next up, I will let you have a listen to the chat I had with our Vice President of Operations, Mr. Sean Jones. Hello to our Vice President of Operations. Hello, Sean Jones. Are you there? Well, hello, Stuart Crane. How are you doing? I am very good. Uh, not too bad. Uh, enjoying the sunshine today, but uh, in general, wishing we were back in the cinemas for certain. Uh, and uh, how about yourself? I'm very well, thank you. Yes, staying healthy. And thank you very much for inviting us on this podcast. Of course. I wanted to also send my best wishes to all of our Cine family out there. I hope you and your families are keeping well safe and strong during this time and of course enjoying yours and christian's podcast excellent well i hope they are and uh, uh the feedback that we're getting is very good um i guess the people that aren't sending us feedback that maybe aren't enjoying it um but uh there's there's lots of positive things and hopefully it's keeping everyone in touch and so that they still know that um you know their silly family is out there and listening and ready to go back when possible so yes um Sean, we um, we invited you on today for several different reasons, but um, I guess the the first one uh, that we wanted to talk about is that we actually mentioned it in the podcast last week that uh, there was a rumor floating around that it was your fiftieth birthday last week. Is that true? It was. Well, I was trying to keep it low key, but yes, unfortunately, <laughs> it was my fiftieth. Well, I don't feel fifty. I'll be honest. Well, I don't think you look at either, so uh, you're obviously doing something <laughs> right. Um, did you did you do much? Obviously, there's not a great deal that you can do, but was there anything in particular you did last week that was was great or 
Just you know, a quiet one. In all honesty, I didn't really do that much, Stuart, you know, because I isolated at home. So I spent a bit of time in the garden, uh, did a bit of reading. Um, and that was about it, really. It wasn't very exciting. But I do know it's John Perry's 50th later in the summer, in August. So we're hoping to do something jointly later on in the year. Very nice. Did you notice that neither of us said that he didn't look 50? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll, 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 we'll move swiftly on from that. John is a big guy. Um, have you been up? Have you been up to much at home? Have you watched many films, Sean? Or have you been, uh, you know, I know that you're into your DIY. Um, what have you been up to? Tell us. Yeah, I, I have been watching and catching up on a few films. I mean, I'm not a big telly fan, in all honesty, but I have watched a few films. I was watching one last night, which was Michael Douglas. It was a film called The Game. Oh, yeah. I think it was out in the 90s, but it's a really good film. But, yeah, it didn't do too well at the cinemas, but I, it's a film I enjoyed. Um, yeah. But, yes, uh, yeah, I'm a big DIY fan, as you know. I'm building a large workbench in my garage at the moment. So I've been enjoying putting new drawers in that and nice. uh, playing about, really. So, uh, yes. Excellent. Well, keeping yourself busy, for sure. Um so one of the reasons that we did want you on, Sean, is that we're going to do a regular feature now going forward where we invite someone on. And you've heard of Desert Island Discs. Well, <laughs> yeah. this is Desert Island Films. Uh, so what I would like to know and, and what our audience would like to know is if you were trapped on a desert island, you're lucky enough that there's a DVD player or a Blu-ray player, um, and you can pick three films to watch for the rest of your life. Okay. What, what would those three films be? and why you, you're absolutely right this is a really difficult question because I like so many films so many different genres but if I had to pick three the first one is one that sticks in my head from when I started in cinema back in 1984 so there's the first clue I, yeah. was, uh, I was working as a projectionist this was a cinemascope film and I was operating a Gourmont Cayley 2000 projector with a carbon arc lamp house so hold on, uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. I have to stop you. So 1984, you were born in 1970, yeah. if my maths work. Um, so you were working in a cinema on a projection, in a projection room at the age of 14. I was. I Excellent. Was. Excellent. They, they worked you hard in Wales, didn't they? They did. They did. Mm. And this was an incredible projector. You know, you had to change the reels every 20 minutes. Um <laughs> But anyway, it was the summer of it was the summer of 1984, and the big film release for that was Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Yeah, yeah, great. So film. you know, I mean, it was pure cinematic escapism. Do you uh, think that out, out of the three, that would have been your favourite then, Temple of Doom? No, that wasn't my favourite. It was my sort of first one, but it wasn't certainly wasn't my favourite. Okay, so 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 number three would be Indiana Jones, Temple of Doom. Temple okay. of Doom. That's locked yes. in now. Uh, so number two, what would your number two be? Well, number two, different type of film. It was made for $28 million, grossed over 141 at the time worldwide. Mm -hmm. And it was the film that transformed Bruce Willis into an action star. So it oh. was Mr. John McCain, Die Hard. And that was 1988. Excellent film. And, and uh, a key question on this film, is this a Christmas, Christmas film or not? Well, this is the big debate that, as you know, has been going on for a long, long time. I mean, <laughs> it's not a Christmas film to me, but I do understand why people do call it, a, um, a, you know, a Christmas film. It's, it's actually one of those films, again, that um, even though it was made back in the, the 80s, that you can still watch it now and it holds up 
really, really well. Like Bruce Willis is fantastic in it. Alan Rickman's brilliant yes. in it as well. Um, it's just a very good story arc and uh, everything about it is is great. And I won't, you know, I won't say yippee or anything like that. But, uh, <laughs> um, you know, so that that's great. That's locked in at number two. So we've got kind of an action film in at number three, an mm-hmm. action film, borderline Christmas film in at number two. So what do we have going in at number one? Well, as you know, Christmas is my favourite time of year, so I think we have it's your to middle, go. It's your middle name, isn't it? It's my middle name. We have to go with the Christmas film. Now, this one's from 1989, and it was originally released in the UK as National Lampoon's Winter Holiday. <laughs> okay. Now, why why the was that? Yeah, now the film's called National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, but they I remember at the time that the distributors at the time thought the UK audience just wouldn't get the whole vacation thing. So they changed it for the UK. Brilliant. But anyway, this, this film's turned out to be a, a bit of a cult film. It's one that people relive every Christmas. I mean, I certainly do. I watch it every year relentlessly with it, the family. It's a very funny film. I have it's to It's a very funny film. Very funny film. Do you, do you think that in some way, shape or form, uh, it, it mimics your family Christmas, or would you say that you're not really a Griswold family type? It's, it's. I'm sure there is something in this film that relates to everybody who is hosting at Christmas. I have no doubt at all, and I always host at Christmas. So, yes, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine. Um, well, well, thank you so much for your time today. We do really appreciate it, and uh, obviously, we hope that uh, you know cinemas are open as soon as as possibly we can. Um, but what do the next few weeks hold uh, for yourself and the team? Well, we're working really, really hard at the moment, Stuart. You know, we're working with the distributors to look at, uh, you know, film release schedules, as as you've been doing for us as well. And equally, we're working with the UKCA and the government uh, to work on opening plans. So that is that is the priority over the next couple of weeks is sort of building those opening plans so we can open our cinemas when it's safe to do so, um, you know, and hopefully in the not too distant future. Excellent. Fingers crossed. Thank you so much for your time as always, Sean, and we'll see you soon, okay? See you, Stuart. Thank you very much. Take care. Bye. Bye. Tris, where do you stand on the Die Hard debate? Is it a Christmas film or not? It is absolutely 100% categorically, no argument, a Christmas movie, in my my opinion. Uh, In fact, it's my favourite Christmas movie. In fact, for the last four five years no i'll say four years uh i've been watching it religiously every christmas eve wow okay i mean i think there might be some debate on that and i guess (laughs) if if anyone out there thinks that it's absolutely not a christmas film or it is a christmas film please get in contact with us and and let us know uh your thoughts and and we can tally it up and we'll we'll decide next week on the votes and and that will be the definitive answer and that will be the voice of Cineworld speaking on whether or not this is a Christmas movie. So we'll see. Uh, so what we wanted to quickly talk to you about now is, is just really about the, the first three months of, of when we would, would hope to, I guess, be, be open for. Uh, the first film that is on the calendar is on the 17th of July, uh, which is Tenet, which is Christopher Nolan's next big film. That's really the the next film that that kind of is around uh, that we would hope that that then we would be open and and playing. Obviously, a lot will depend on the announcements uh, over the weekend and we'll see from there. But Tenet would be the next film on the 17th of July. Uh, The week after Tenet, we have Mulan. Now, Mulan is uh, releasing just in standard 2D and 3D as well. 
Um, and we hoped that Mulan would be a success. I mean, I think that there was it was getting a lot of traction. I think that Disney do these live action kind of remakes really, really well. Uh, so we would hope that that, that would follow in the success of, of the others that have kind of gone in the past. Um, and then the week after that, so the 31st of July, we've got SpongeBob uh, movie called Sponge on the Run. So that that's July. Um, and I'll let Tris quickly run through August for you. Okay, thank you, Stu. Well, yeah, August is uh, shaping up to be uh, quite interesting at the moment. Uh, August 7th, we have a Disney film called The Empty Man, which is your favourite genre, horror. Uh, It's uh, the story of an ex-cop who's searching for a missing girl. And while he's uh, conducting this search, he comes across a secretive group who are trying to summon a terrifying supernatural entity. So lots of scares and gore aplenty in that one. Top of of my list to watch, Jess. Absolutely. absolutely. And I will check that you've seen that. In fact, I think you should go to the uh, screening for that one, Absolutely. I think I'm busy that day, mate. Oh, you don't know what day it is yet. Okay, you're just going to be busy regardless. Fair enough. Uh, the following week, there's uh, actually three releases uh, mid-August to look out for on the 14th. Uh, we've covered it before. Uh, Wonder Woman 1984 is uh, the big film for the month, I guess. Warner Brothers releasing again. Patty Jenkins has directed. Um, cast returning. Cad Gadot, of course, playing the role of Diana Prince. But, uh, Pedro Pascal is in the uh, cast as well. People know him from The Mandalorian at the moment. And Chris Pine is somehow mysteriously returning. Uh, no actual plot at the moment it's all being kept hush hush but it clearly the film time jumps from the first film as it's set in the 1980s uh and we're going to be seeing what diana was up to uh, during that period um another disney film that's getting released is the one and only ivan based on the classic children's novel uh it stars the voice talents of sam rockwell angelina jolie danny devito and helen mirren and it's the story of a gorilla named ivan who's trying to put his past together with his best friend who's an elephant called stella and the two of them are a planning to escape from captivity which i'm sure we can all relate to at the moment uh so that's on the 14th and also on the 14th and this is going to be hopefully another big release is the secret garden uh studio canal releasing this one uh it stars the, the likes of colin firth and julie walters uh it's a classic tale again based on the book of an orphan girl who discovers a magical garden hidden at her uncle's estate and many adventures ensue and this is the umpteenth version uh the last big one i think was 1993 there was one back in the 40s there have been loads of tv series of course course uh but Stu, little question for you just a bacon noodle what year oh. what year was the very first cinematic version of the secret garden made and released and and, and and i'll give you a clue it was a long time ago well you just said that there was one in what 1947 so 1949 yeah. so you've got to think pre-40s but it's still quite a gap <clears throat> All right, I will go 1923. Oh, you are so close, mate. It was actually 1919, and it's a silent film, black and white silent film that's only 15 minutes long, but that was the first visual representation of this much, much beloved novel. So we're hoping that 2010, uh, sorry, 2010, cracky, I'm getting all my time zone mixed up. 2020's version will be uh, just as exciting to modern audiences. And then on the 21st of August, we've got uh, Greenland, which is a suspense drama with Gerard Butler as a family struggles to survive in the face of a natural disaster. And finally, to round up, and this is the film that I personally am really looking forward to in August, is Bill and Ted Face the Music. 
Ted Theodore Logan and Bill S. Preston Esquire returned to screens after almost 30 years since their last adventure. There was two films prior, Excellent Adventure in 89 and Bogus Journey in 91. And this time around, um, their mu- they were told during their time-traveling adventures that their music would save the universe. But these two would-be rockers are now middle-aged dads trying to create that hit song and fulfill their destiny. They still haven't quite done it. And you've got Keanu Reeves back and Alex Winters as well returning in those two lead roles I can't wait to see it, I am genuinely psyched to watch that uh, again Stu, I'm, <laughs> I almost know the answer when I ask this, have you seen either of the no. films? Okay, All right, maybe, maybe maybe at some time before August you should try and watch the original two films I'm sure you'll love them Yeah, I'll get on that Sure you will, um, <laughs> so what's coming our way in September? Uh, we'll, I'll do a real quick brief of September for you all. Uh, so the start of September on the 4th, we've got A Quiet Place 2, um, which obviously follows off uh, straight after the first one. I won't talk too much about it because I don't want to give any spoilers away. Um, we've also got Dream Horse uh, out uh, with from Warner Brothers, uh, which is a film about a horse that gets entered into the Welsh National um, for horse racing. Um, it's a very British film, very Welsh film. Um, so yeah we'll wait and see on that one and then the week after so the 11th of september we've got the conjuring the devil made me do it which will be your standard horror fest and uh yeah the people that like those type of films will will thoroughly enjoy that so another the one week on after list. That, oh definitely yeah top. <laughs> i think it's i think it's about number three on my list okay. yeah um week after that you've got the kingsman which is the prequel to all the kingsman movies um, and then the week after that, you've got Candyman, uh, which, again, is another horror film, which you kind of touched upon earlier, which is then a remake on that. And it feels like September is the, the month for horror. Um, yeah. But, yeah, well, I mean, look, that's, that's just a real brief overview of what's coming. And, you know, we hope that there's no more movement. Um, but there, of course, could be. And, you know, we will just roll with it as we do. And, and also, we don't, we don't 100% know when, obviously, cinemas will be reopening once it's safe to do so is when we will do that and if that means films get pushed back again then that's what will happen but like i said i think we'll know a little bit more once uh, the government make their announcements uh, later in the week uh, on this so we will wait and see what happens then so tristan cooper yes uh, Stuart Crane. You, if you had to rate your performance on this week's quiz uh, uh, how would you describe it Okay, well, I would describe it as uh, pretty abysmal for me. Um, I must admit, you know, you ran these questions by me quite early this morning, and uh, clearly my brain hadn't engaged. (laughs) That's going to be my excuse. Fair (laughs) enough. You you stick with it, mate. Stick with it. Poor excuse. But uh, I only got four out of ten. So, to the the, the world of Cine out there, uh, chances are you are, a lot of you are going to do a lot better than me this week. So, four is the total to beat. (laughs) So, good luck to everyone. So, question number one. Uh, Freddie Prince Jr. and Rachel Lee Cook from 1999. Tris, she's all that. She's all that. What a great film that was. You didn't get that one, did you? No. I'll tell you when I do. They're, they're few right. and far between, obviously. <laughs> Number two, Natalie Portman and Mila Kunis in a film from 2011. Black Swan. Black Swan. I didn't get that one either. Uh, Paul Newman and Tom Cruise from 1987. Now, that one I did get, The Colour of Money. Yes, it was. Uh, number four, Robert Downey Jr. and Anton Yelchin from 2008. Charlie Bartlett, uh, another one, the second one that I got. Really good film, actually. I Super. really enjoyed Charlie Bartlett. Yeah. Um, number five, Brad Pitt and Julia Roberts from 2001. That is the Mexican gringo. 
I don't know where that came from. Wow, I feel like Matt Bayliss has just met Tony Todd. Yes. Um, or I thought you were trying to do your inner Humberto impression there. But <laughs> number six, uh, Cameron Diaz and Ashton Kutcher from 2008. What happens in Vegas? Yep. Uh, then number seven was Dwayne Johnson and Alexandra Daddario from 2017. The same two that starred in San Andreas. So hopefully you didn't put that because the actual answer was Baywatch. Yeah, which is surprising if you forgot that because it, it wasn't the best film. But <laughs> yes, it was Baywatch. Um, number eight, Al Pacino and Johnny Depp from 1997. Absolute classic film, Donnie Brasco. And that was the fourth and final one I got correct. Yeah. And I would point out, if you haven't seen Donnie Brasco, you really should go out and watch it. Uh, it is a film that I've seen pre-1999 and it is absolutely worth watching. Yeah. Maybe, maybe um, not go out and watch it, Stu. Stay in the house and watch it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, go out of your bedroom or, you know, <laughs> something like that. <laughs> so, uh, number nine, Reese Witherspoon and Mark Ruffalo from 2005. Just Like Heaven. Yeah. And then number 10 was Ty Sheridan and Olivia Cook from 2018. Uh, Ready Player One, and I really kicked myself over that one because I should have known that. Great film as well. Very good film. Super. Uh, so, uh, good luck. I hope all of you did very well. Uh, please do get into contact with us. Let us know if uh, you scored more than four uh, or if you scored zero or if you scored 10 um, or just how you got on. And like I said, please feel free to email us any stories that you have, anything at all from lockdown, anything from the past when you've been in cinema working and just good stories that you think that other people would like to hear. Um, thank you once again for listening to us. Um, from myself, please stay safe. Uh, we'll see you all soon for sure. Yep. Take care, everybody. Hope you've uh, been enjoying these podcasts and we're really looking forward to your feedback. So uh, from, yeah, from both of us, take care. Farewell. Stay safe.